Welcome to Talk Commerce, the podcast where we unpack the world of e-commerce and online marketing. I'm Brent Peterson, and each week we bring you the latest insights and strategies to help your business thrive online. Talk Commerce is produced and supported by ContentBasis.io. This podcast is my creative outlet and has been going now for three years. We are approaching 1,000 downloads every week and growing. If you are new to this podcast, give it a listen or check out the fantastic content on our website. From exploring effective marketing tactics to dissecting the trends shaping the digital marketplace, we've got you covered. And we're here to guide you through the ever-evolving landscape of e-commerce. But we're not just here to talk, we're here to engage got thoughts, questions, or you want to hear a really funny joke? I'd love to hear from you. Email me at brent at talkcommerce.com and let's keep the conversation going. Ready to boost your online presence? Tune in and stay ahead of the curve with Talk Commerce. Don't forget to subscribe for the full experience and share your feedback. You're listening to Talk Commerce. Subscribe and download at talk-commerce.com. Welcome to this episode of Talk Commerce. Today I have Alone Masil. He is the founder of Datalix. Alone, go ahead, introduce yourself, tell us your day-to-day role and maybe one of your passions in life. Sure. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Alone Masil. I've uh, been a VP of sales now for, gosh, um, eight plus years and um, recently co-founded a company called Datalix, which is a sales prospecting tool that helps um, sales reps work more efficiently. And, um, you know, things that I like to do aside from work is uh, hang out with my uh, my wife and kids here in New York. We're based out of Long Island. Um, big, big avid fan of working out just to kind of get the stress out like uh, most salespeople and uh, big movie buff. Love the movie lines. So. That's awesome. So what is your favorite movie? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, hard to pick a single one. I'd say maybe like top three would have to be Rocky Two because uh, Stallone wins it in that one. So that's a classic. Although I don't know if anybody even knows about the Rocky genre anymore. Um, the Departed, got to get me some of that. Uh, Leo DiCaprio and Jack uh, Jack Nichol- Nicholson. And... Um, and uh, probably Goodfellas, if I have to say. All right. I'm a big fan of Goodfellas as well. Um, good. All right. So before we get started, and we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about uh, prospecting and, and data and how to find customers and all that fun stuff. But before we start, um, you did volunteer graciously or voluntold that uh, you would listen to a joke <laughs> and all you have to do is say, should this joke be free? Or do you think at some point we should charge for it? So here we go. I found my girlfriend is really a ghost. I had my suspicions the moment she walked through the door. <laughs> I um, I think you can charge for that one. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. I think you're number four out of like 220 episodes that said we can charge. So I appreciate that. <laughs> 
So, Alone, tell us a little bit about uh, the reason why you started Datalix and 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 tell us a little bit about you know the the platform and 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 maybe the solution that it provides. Yeah, sure. I mean, look, if if you're in sales and if you're in SaaS sales, um, you know, there's really two things that you need to focus on, right? Whether you're an AE, an SDR, BDR, or whether you're a sales leader, and it comes down to building your pipeline um, and and then working the pipeline to close deals, right? And one of the tried and true ways to build pipe is to do outbound sales or sales prospecting as it's known, right? And I think, um, you know, over the years, you know, on LinkedIn, on different uh, websites and blog articles, you hear people saying, you know, outbound is dead and cold email is dead. But I would um, I would say the numbers tell a different story. I think you know I've been in multiple SaaS startups as a sales leader, and outbound always accounted for anywhere between thirty to fifty percent of new bookings revenue, right? So it's just one of those things that everybody hates doing. Everybody knows it's a grind, but it's essential to achieving, um, you know, your sales targets, the company's sales target, uh, you know, hitting your numbers. Um, the biggest challenge, I think, over the years has just become more and more difficult, right? It's already a grinder's job. You got to kind of find, you know, your TAM, uh, focus on your ICP, figure out the buyer personas you're going to go after, figuring out what to say to them. But over the years with the enhanced spam filters on, you know, G Suite and Microsoft products and just everybody gets inundated with emails every single day. It's, um, you know, those open and reply rates have, have dropped. So, you know, anybody that prospects, whether you're an SDR or a BDR or an AE that prospects have had to roll up the sleeves and work harder, right? And by that, I mean, you know, doing more research on the companies, doing more research on the contacts, trying to find something relevant and compelling to talk about in your email and then tie that to the value that your company's product or service can provide. And it's become really difficult and, and really time consuming. And, you know, that's really what brought me to the idea of Datalix is, you know, you have so many sales tools out there. You have call recording software, you have, you know, CRMs, you have lead gen tools, um, you have sales engagement platforms to help you with, you know, sequencing, but no one's really focusing on creating relevant targeted messaging. And that's really the goal that Datalix is aiming to solve for, right? Helping sales reps prospect effectively in an easier and faster way. Yeah, I mean, I thought that's, that's such a great point. And, and people focus on those end pipes, you know, like for sequencing or even call, how do you make the calls? People are so focused on that part of it, but they don't often think about where do you get the data. Um, and in my previous uh, role as well, um, I ran a sales team. And the hardest part was to come up with that data. Uh, talk a little bit about um, that challenge and I know that let's not talk specifically about your platform, but like in other platforms, you a lot of times you are you involve a bunch of different tools to try to put it all together and then try to mix it up and figure out how it works. That data, how, how is it that people can get that data in a great or easy way? Yeah, 100%. And, and you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, there's so many 
uh, as I call them, silver bullets out there, right? You get that blog article or that video, or that LinkedIn post to tell you, oh, this is what you need to focus on. Make sure all your cadences or sequences are, you know, 12 steps and you have at least uh, three emails or four phone calls or whatever that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of like, you know, fast forward. I'll, I'll, I don't want to spoil the movie, but there are no silver bullets when it comes to sales prospecting, right? It's using best practices. So if you think about it from that perspective, right? you need to create um, a message to your buyer persona that's compelling and relatable, right? You need to talk about something they would want to pay attention to. And so that's where the data piece becomes really important because you need to identify data points that are relevant to your buyer persona, right? Now I'll give you an example. If you are um, a digital marketing company and you're trying to you know, provide your uh, SEM services or web development services or maybe email um, development services to uh, Shopify merchants, right? You need to be able to identify, you know, if they're running on Shopify or if they're running on Shopify Plus, um, you know, maybe how many employees are in the company, you know, maybe, you know, who they're currently working with. You need to identify this information so that you can then create a tailored message to say, hey, my agency is actually Shopify Plus certified or my agency is um, is, is, is certified by Klaviyo, right? Um, and that can get people to pay attention to your message. But the point that you're saying is there's lots of tools out there that can try to get you this information. The challenge is some of them are point specific, meaning they can just get you company information, such as, you know, firmographic data, maybe employee size, estimated sales industry. Then you have other tools that maybe give you more technographic information, right? Things like, okay, are they running Shopify or Shopify Plus? And then you'll have other tools, you know, so that they'll give you contact information. So the list of tools the salesperson has to use starts growing and growing and growing. So first you have a challenge of, okay, I got to learn and use multiple tools to pull this data into, into my CRM so I can try to create a message out of it. And then the second challenge is how good is the quality of that data, right? The biggest, I think, um, risk a sales rep faces when they're pulling this data from a third-party app and creating a message is what if that data is wrong, right? What if they are no longer on Shopify or Shopify Plus and now they're on Salesforce Commerce Cloud? Or what if they're no longer on Magento and now they're on Big Commerce, right? Or what if the person you're reaching out to is no longer in that position? Maybe they got promoted or they left the company three months ago uh, and you get a bounced email, you get that message that this person's no longer here. Um, that's, you know, a, another big challenge for sales reps is they have to learn to use a variety of different apps and they have to then trust the quality of the data that they're pulling. Yeah, I mean, that's such a great point because I think, you know, 10 years ago, the old school way was you would buy a list from somebody <laughs> right, and hopefully right, right. that list is good. And then that BDR would go through the list. Um, but the challenge there too was like the list people wanted to sell you a minimum of 2000 or 10,000 contacts. And like, if, okay, it's okay if you're going to spam them. Right. But nobody does that anymore either. Sure. So if you're going to call yeah. them, how do you get through a thousand contacts in a month? <laughs> yeah. Like that's a and, challenge. And, and I'll give you, I'll give you more than that. Right. I think that you, you're touching on two problems because that, that actually, that pain point, um, hasn't really gone away. I mean, if you look at, you know, big 
contact data providers out there in the market, right? It, they get pretty expensive, right? So if you're an emerging startup um, or even if you're a mid-sized company, you know, with the way the market in tech has, you know, gone through a bit of a contraction over the last 18 months, you, a lot of sales leaders, myself included, are looking for tech consolidation, right? How can I do more with less? Where can I find a tool that provides multiple uh, product features or multiple offerings in a, in a smaller um, a smaller invoice, and so I think that's a challenge. Number one is trying to lower your budget because there's so many different sales tools or you know flashy toys out there, and then the other challenge is you hit the nail on the head. Okay, you get into a lead gen tool, right? And now it's showing you that there's a thousand potential contacts or companies you can reach out to. How do you prioritize? How do you figure out what to go after first, right? So again, these are the things that kind of been ruminating on for the last few years because I've seen it with my own with my own sales team, right? You, you got a hundred leads that came in over the weekend. Which one do you go after first? Or you have you know five hundred accounts that are assigned to you. Which do you target first at any given week? And and then more importantly, why? Right. So task prioritization is also something that I don't think a lot of companies are or a lot of solutions, I would say, um, have solved for. But but definitely a lot of sales teams are thinking about more and more. Right. Because they need to work more efficiently. Um, there's a buzzword around now that's called a cold email. It used to be spam, but that now they call it a cold email. Explain the difference from us sending an email to somebody versus going through a big system that sends it in bulk. Yeah, sure. So the, the, the warm cold analogy, the best way to think about it is is this. If you have a website, right? Let's just say I'm selling shoes at aloneshoes.com. If somebody comes to my website and they sign up for something, maybe they sign up for my newsletter, my blog, maybe they buy something from me and when they did that, they provided their contact information, right? Those are called inbound leads or essentially warm emails. They're people that have engaged with you before, whether it's on your live chat, on a form, purchased a product, et cetera, right? Uh, cold email, otherwise known as outbound email, is people that have never heard from you before, right? So um, the best analogy I can give you is if you, if I, if I had a, an actual alone shoes as a brick and mortar, right? If you walked into my store and a sales associate had greeted you, that's warm, right? If I'm outside the store in a chicken suit, dancing with a sign, trying to get your attention to come into my store, right? That's cold. So anybody that I'm going after that has never heard of me or never engaged with me in the past is typically considered a cold email. And that's where you have to use, you know, specifically designed email tools or sales tools that can provide that level of functionality. Otherwise, you risk of being uh, out of compliance in, in terms of can spam and, and certain regulations you need to follow. Yeah, and that's where you don't just bulk email 2,000 people or 10,000. <laughs> right. That's where you really, the, the idea of a cold email is where you get a contact and you try to talk to them via email rather than hitting 1,000 people. It is the same, I, I, the same would apply to just cold calling, right? I think that the robo-dialers are also now getting restricted and, and it's just such a bad practice that 
the only people that seem to do that are people that are trying to sell you extended car warranties. Um, that that that's it. That's it. And, and and like you said, the challenge is for every one person, for every one sales rep who's trying to do the right thing, right? I'm trying to reach out to you. You've never heard from me before, so I'm sending you a cold email. So I really want to research who Brent Peterson is, what his company does, maybe what they're who they're working with today, what they may be looking for to make my messaging relatable and targeted. There's there's not 99, there's 999 other sales rep who are just doing a copy and paste and filling your inbox and my inbox and everybody else's inbox or LinkedIn inbox, et cetera, with so much essentially junk mail, right? It's, it's messaging that's promoting their product or services without doing their homework. So it's not relatable to me. Does half the mail I get doesn't even apply to things that I would need. And so people are so just pre-programmed to hang up a phone if they don't recognize the number or they get an email from somebody they don't really recognize. They just delete it. They don't even read it. So it just makes, it exacerbates the problem for the people who are actually trying to do the right thing in their approach to sending cold email. Um, give us, um, so there, there's other examples or other ways that people can use this data in a targeted fashion like for example linkedin has the ability to upload a list and then target those companies based on that list to, uh, and i think a lot of people overlook that that um that way of targeting customers and a lot of times they they don't necessarily think about how are they going to find the customers that they want to target so Walk us through a scenario of how. Yeah, I mean, there's how... a variety of different ways. If we, you know, when you start peeling apart sales and how to be relatable and how to be more targeted, you know, you got to look at the company and the person, right? That's what I've always trained my sales team to do, right? First, look at the target account that you're going after. Who are they working with today? Do you have any customers that would be compelling logos that are either similar to the companies they're working with, or maybe they are stretch customers, logos that they are kind of like esteem themselves to get to in the next three to five years? Second, look at their partnerships. Who are they partner with today? Are they working with any customers, uh, partners, I mean, that, that, that you have a partnership with, right? If someone's a Salesforce partner or a Google partner or a Shopify partner or a, an attentive partner, right? That's another angle where you can kind of share a mutual path. Um, look at their competitors, right? A, a lot of times, you know, for me, if somebody sends me a cold email and they're talking about, hey, we work with X, Y, and Z competitors, and those are competitors in my space that I'm actively competing with on a, on a regular basis or my team's competing with. That's going to perk up my ears. That's going to get my attention, right? So when we're, you know, when we're thinking about sales and we're thinking about how do we get people's attention, how to be more targeted, there's lots of different ways. Think about customers, think about competitors, think about partners, and then, of course, think about your network and, and connections. Yeah, I mean, that's such a good point. Um, so uh, we have a few minutes left here. Let's talk a little bit about how your platform has sort of put some of these different tools together to help people to succeed in what they're trying to do. Um, talk a little bit about the vision you had around it and, and how that all came together. Yeah, I mean, it really comes down to like, how do we, you know, sales reps, 
they have it they have it rough i i i gotta tell you they're always expected to hit or crush their number regardless of whether the product or service they're selling is is any good or it's working um and i think you know a lot of people don't understand that there's a lot of time spent right preparing an email or preparing for a phone call and that's really what I'm trying to solve for or what we're trying to solve for with Datalicks, right? How to help make that research and personalization faster, easier, more effective, right? So as an example, like the things I was mentioned, bringing, you know, multiple tools into into one UI, into one tool, being having the ability to look at formographic data for a company and technographic data for a company and identify if you have, if the company's running of your any of your competitor um, software or competitor apps, and identifying if there's any partners who are currently um, uh, working with that target account. So being able to consolidate all this information into one one app is something we're we're acutely focused on. And the same thing on the contact side, right? Not having to go and use another tool to find contact information like mobile phone numbers or or emails, being able to get that or source that in that same tool. And then the actual personalization piece, this is and, and the task prioritization, these are the things that I'm excited about. How do we make it easier for sales reps to A, figure out which accounts or which contacts to go after first, right? By identifying things like, hey, there looks like they're their employee size is going up, they're hiring more people, or maybe a leader is new in a position and so they're open to making some technology investment, or maybe somebody's recently left and the account now is at risk, so you need to notify your customer success team. So what we've done with Datalicks is we've combined the ability to provide company data, both firmographic as well as technographic, along with contact data, mobile phone numbers, you know, direct uh company phone numbers and email addresses. And then we layer on top of that task prioritization. So we have dashboards letting the reps know, here's what you should focus on first, as well as that personalization, right? So all the data that we're collecting and we're refreshing on a regular basis to keep it high quality, we are feeding that into our AI engine uh, to help you create or to create for you really a personalized targeted message you can send on email or on LinkedIn to that buyer persona. So just making the sales reps life a little bit easier because gosh, it's, it's tough out there. I got to tell you. Yeah. And, um, uh, I, I, I can't agree with you more. Talk, you mentioned partners. So talk about that layering of partners. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, there's been a lot of talk, um, about partnerships in the in the last few years, at least from my peripheral on, on on LinkedIn, and I think the key thing to you know for sales reps to hone in on because partnerships tend to be run by a separate partner team, but I think there's a there's so much like synergy there that sales reps really need to be close to their partner teams, and DataLix can help you with that because if you're going after a target account, right? Um, maybe you don't have an open opportunity with them. Maybe you just want to try to get their attention. Wouldn't it be great if you can identify that, hey, they're actually a customer of one of our partners, right? Before you reach out so that you can then potentially reach out to your partner manager or reach out to that partner directly and ask for a warm introduction, 
right? So this way, they're more likely to respond when you pitch your product or service, right? Or just identifying that information using an app like DataLake so that you can craft your message saying, hey, I see you're a customer of XYZ, which is a partner of ours, right? This is how, this is who we work with with them, other accounts, you know, name drop mutual logos. And then this is what we've been able to do for them. I'd love to get, you know, some time to, to talk more and see if there's an opportunity to to provide value for your organization. So the, the partnership thing is 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 really not, and I hate to sound cheesy, it's not tapped or not mined to its full potential. And I think the key there is the willingness of AEs to step a little bit beyond their comfort zone, identify partnerships in their target accounts, and then either work closely with partner managers if they have them in the organization or reach out to the partner directly and get them involved, right? It definitely helps keep that cold email uh, a, a bit warmer, which is the difference between somebody opening and replying versus not. Yeah, and I think that the idea of a partner manager role is, is it's been around forever, but in cer- certainly since the pandemic, um, then that role has become more and more important in, in the day-to-day any technology company has a partner manager now, and this uh, this is a great way to make sure that you're being productive as a pro- partner manager. Um, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. Elon, we've already gone through. We we targeted fifteen twenty minutes, and we're we're already at twenty five. You know, as as I close out the podcast, I give our guests an opportunity to plug any do a shameless plug about anything they'd like. What would you like to plug today? Um, well, look, I, you know, for me, I, I want to, first of all, give a shout out to every sales rep out there. Your job is difficult, whether people um, uh, recognize that or not. And really, my, my, my shameless plug would be that if you need help with prospecting, um, whether that's identifying accounts you should be focusing on now versus later, or whether that's help with personalization and making it easier and faster for you, check out datalix.com. That's really it. We offer a free trial. You can try it out. We have a Chrome extension that can help you as well, uncover company and contact information, and we integrate with all the major CRMs out there. So if you have any questions, check us out, hit us up on live chat, uh, or you can just message me directly, and we'd be happy to help. That's awesome. I'll make sure I put all those in the show notes. Elon, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure speaking to you today. Thanks, Brett. Thanks for having me. Talk Commerce is a production of Content Basis, LLC. For more creative content, go to contentbasis.io.